Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I recap everything from Monday Night Raw. We now know that Seth Rollins will defend his Universal Championship at Money in the Bank against the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Bray Wyatt finally reappears on Raw, but not the way you may have expected, and Ronda Rousey gives an update on her future in the WWE. We got a treat, I thought, on Raw last night mark because yes, i thought did. top to bottom that was a hell of a show last night it, it was a good show i mean just the initial uh introduction to all of the guys that want a shot at the top and, and that's 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 what it really boils down to like when you're the, when you're the champ you got to take on all comers everybody is looking for you and he's easy to find because he's <laughs> he's got two titles yep so, I mean, it's, it's very easy uh, to look to the top and go, hey, I want that guy right there. Well, you mentioned about the champion. We got two great triple threats to see who is going to be challenging Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And the first match between Joe Mysterio and AJ Styles and The Miz and Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. For a while there, I thought Baron Corbin was going to win that match. And I think the internet would have been on fire if Baron Corbin would have won. But ultimately, we get AJ Styles to challenge Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank, which is coming up in, in just a few weeks. It's crazy. You really do turn the page in the chapter very very quickly from WrestleMania to the next pay-per-view. And, man, you talk about the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, you talk about a bang. You got a bang when it's AJ Styles challenging Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. It is. You got two high-level, quality talent guys that can go at each other uh, it's going to be a fast-paced match. Um, I look forward to seeing AJ Styles kind of impose his style on Seth. Seth can do either. He could mm-hmm. ground and pound. He could high fly. And But AJ, I think, is going to keep make this a, a in-air struggle. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a match. And you know what? Those two triple threat matches last night, Mark, you can make a case for each wrestler that was in the ring. When you have talent like Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and AJ Styles, The Miz, Drew McIntyre, and Barry Corbin, you really could make a case. And listen, I'm going to get killed on this, Mark, and you can go along and kill me too. But when I look at AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, which is probably going to be one hell of a match... I actually think they went in the wrong direction last night because you look at Joe, you look at Drew McIntyre, you look at Baron Corbin. 
I think especially when it comes to Drew and Baron Corbin, that might have been a better choice for Seth Rollins over AJ Styles. And you want to know something? I actually think the best choice out of all those wrestlers to challenge Seth Rollins would have been Baron Corbin. Now, I know a lot of people hate Baron Corbin, but that's a good thing when you have a face champion like Seth Rollins. When you put AJ in the ring with Seth at Money in the Bank, I really think that crowd's going to be split 50-50. You know for sure Baron Corbin was going to get booed by everybody in that building. Well, I mean, I mean, you can pick, make an argument that anybody could have been the guy. Mm-hmm. And I think it should have been one of the big guys. I think it should have been one of the heels that's one of the definitive bad guy. And you know how high I am on grown ass man Drew McIntyre. That's 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 the way I saw it. I thought that um, it should have came down to Drew McIntyre uh, screwing over Baron Corbin rather than the other way around and getting the win. Yeah, because I, I think for Seth's first challenge, and listen, I know he's been champion before, but you probably would want it to be a full-blown heel as opposed to somebody that's going to get cheers from the crowd. Listen, I'm not complaining. You're getting Seth Seth Rollins and AJ Styles in the ring together. You can say freaking. I, listen, I get it. Freaking. But you wow. know what? I mean, I just think easy, baby steps. Because to me, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, that could be a WrestleMania match. That could be a match at SummerSlam. But, you know, it is what it is. You got two quality matches on Monday Night Raw. Now you know it's AJ Styles going up against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And I think you got a little bit of everything last night on Monday Night Raw, Mark. Because I said it before, that was truly week one of the season. We always say that WrestleMania is the Super Bowl. We had the Superstar Shake-Up, and it seems like the Superstar Shake-Up went beyond just what we saw last week. But last night was truly the first Monday Night Raw of the new season. It didn't disappoint because a lot of things that we're going to go over today, a lot of surprises that we're going to go over today, and a lot of things that got you kind of thinking, kind of curious, and may want you to watch the following week. But when you get quality wrestling, we got quality wrestling in those two triple threat matches. And when you have the quality of those wrestlers in the ring, it shows you how strong that Monday Night Raw roster really is, Mark. Yeah, and I mean, it's from top to bottom, like just standing in the ring with Triple H when it was empty, uh, it already had the, the Monday Night aura. Mm-hmm. And one at a time, each of these world champion talent kept coming down to the ring and down to the ring. And I was at, at one point, I was like, wow. Everybody in there has been world champion. And then I started trying to figure out, well, Joe has not been world champion. But he's your U.S. champion right but now. But he's the U.S. champion. Yeah. So he's a champion. So there, there's not one guy in, that was standing in that ring that wasn't champion. And um, it, it played out the way that I thought it would. Two very entertaining matches. And a lot of people like to argue that um, – the second match was the best match, but I'm, I'm just, I, I would have to go on record as saying that I thought that um, Ray Mysterio and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was the best match. Um, 
watching them guys all go to the top and suplex to the ring. Yep. It just, man, the I, I had to stand up at one point. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I turned it to the fan. And that that's what I love. I love the fact that Raw has been doing that. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing what more we're going to get out of this show. You know, it's funny, Mark. When I saw that last night, I instantly thought of you because I knew you were going to bring that up today on the show. And that's why I love doing the show with you because I know – when you put your fan hat on. And I know how even though you're a Hall of Famer and you've been there, done that, there are times when you're watching matches now that you get caught up and you become a fan. Yeah, and I mean, I, it, it's a wonderful thing. And you know what? I think as fans, we 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 don't fall into that category at times. And with social media and, so, and we're so consumed by what's going on outside the ring and judging the show segment by segment, sometimes we don't get caught up in the action when it comes to wrestling. It doesn't happen on pay-per-views. It doesn't happen at live events, but it tends to happen on Raw and on SmackDown. And at times when you're in a match and you're watching a match, it's okay to get caught up in the action. And when I saw that last night, I instantly thought of you because you'd never have a problem with getting caught up in the action. And I think you proved that when you when you go back to see what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Man, I'm listen, Dave. I, I, I'm going to have to start taking heart medication. Because well, from all the caffeine it, you've been consuming lately, probably well, is a good easy, idea. Man. It's not an addiction yet. It's just you know it's bubbling. Okay. But watching Ray at one point, it didn't look like Ray Mysterio's leg was all the way on the top, and my heart started beating fast. And uh, I know that they're pros, and you know they can put themselves out of harm's way as easy as they can put themselves in it. But it just it made me stand up because I wasn't ready for them to go yet. And they started going, and it was like I was trying to, like if I imaginary push my hand to the TV, like, no, no, no. And, and, and it just went on and happened, man. I, I was, my, my breath was taken away. Are there times when you're watching that, I know you put your fan hat on, but are there times you're like, uh, this this isn't going to be good. This is not safe. What are they doing here? Why isn't somebody in there? How do they do it? Do you tend to to fall into that category as well when you're watching some of these matches? Yeah, I turn into the safety guy. Uh-huh. And I start wanting things to be very technical and use good technique and go revert back to your training. But that's usually not what happens. Um you use your psychology and you want to entertain the crowd and you throw caution to the wind and you want to entertain at all costs. And you don't want somebody to come after you and do more or have a more entertaining match. And the three guys, I knew Ray Mysterio, I, I guarantee you that he captained that ship. It, 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 was, it was trademark Ray. And I'm sure you're you're on Monday Night Raw. A lot of people don't take that lightly, especially new wrestlers on the roster. And you find yourself in you know these triple threat matches as well. I mean, you want to prove something. You want to show something. You want to steal the show. You're getting that spotlight. You know, millions of people are watching you. You're probably going to take some risks in a match that you probably don't normally do. And, and just like you said, 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's the beginning of the season pretty much. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to come across as the guy that didn't do everything or that didn't garner everybody's attention on the biggest show of the week. And um, Monday Night Raw, I don't say Monday Night Raw is the biggest show because um, there's a talent difference. I say it because it comes on first, and you got to set the tempo. And, man, did they set the tempo. They 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 made the second match. I'm sure at one point Rika said, oh, you know, we got no, nah, we got to do better than that. And I, I, AJ Styles is another one. The last thing that you want is to come across as the guy that didn't do the most in that match. And if you go back to that match, who who was the one that, that didn't stand out? Nobody. They all were equally, they came across. You know how hard that is to do? It is hard to have three people in that's got high opinions of themselves and that don't want to come across as the guy that, you know, didn't live up. And for all three men to live up to the expectation, it, it was it was amazing. Two incredible matches on Monday Night Raw, two triple threat matches, and now we know who's going to be facing Seth Rollins at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. It's AJ Styles. The Busted Open Podcast. There's going to be two triple threat matches. First, Joe Mysterio and AJ Styles with AJ Styles as your winner. And then The Miz, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin as your winner. And then AJ and Baron and AJ Styles is now going to face Seth Rollins. And let me ask you, Mark, is it just me, or does this feel like this might be a little early? I think AJ and Seth reeks of a SummerSlam match rather than a Money in the Bank match. What do you think? You know, it's, it's big because both of those guys are like the cream of the crop on their brands, and now they're on the same brand. Um, there's a lot to be desired. I mean, I want to see those guys on a big stage and I think that money in the bank is just as good as any and you know now with the network obviously every pay-per-view is a big pay-per-view because you want to get people to sign up for the network that's number one number two I know they talk about the big pay-per-views SummerSlam Survivor Series Royal Rumble and WrestleMania the big four if I was to make a list at number five would be money in the bank I would think even at times Money in the Bank might be one of the top four pay-per-views. So Money in the Bank's a pretty huge pay-per-view. And being now it's the first pay-per-view coming out of WrestleMania, it's really going to set the tone, Mark, for what's going to happen the rest of this year for the WWE. But you know who? What, what show has the longest reach? And that's Money in the Bank. Because sometimes, this, this year included, you can carry that Money in the Bank title or briefcase for months. Yep. It, it's got longer reach. It's got longer shelf life. So I think that it should be a top four or change it and add it and make a top five. <laughs> and then, again, whoever has that briefcase, that's huge. You know that, Mark. Yeah, because I, you, you get to call your shot. Yep. And you don't know when you're going to call that shot. And as a fan – you tune in every week to see what happens to 
uh, the person holding the briefcase. I, I totally agree. All right, let's go out to the nation for the first time today. Let's go out to Jay and Indy, who wants to talk about Seth and AJ Styles. What's going on, Jay? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Jay? What's up, man? Hey, you guys there? Oh, yeah, we're, we're here. here, Jay. Can you hear us? Hey, hey good, good to hear from you guys. Hey, I wanted to know how it felt to see your universal champion on TV three weeks in a row. <laughs> you know what? It's a good point by Jay. Jay's being a wise ass. Yeah, but he's, he's true. Being a wise ass. He's being he's true because if Brock would have retained the Universal Championship, maybe maybe we would have seen him the night after WrestleMania. But we obviously wouldn't have seen him the last two weeks. So Jay, you know what? It feels damn good to see your Universal Champion every week. Hey, I got I got two more quick things. One, with the caliber of hills that you have on Monday Night Raw, the, can Miz stand a chance as a as a face? I think so. In my opinion, I mean, what do you think, Dave? You think that Miz is going to be able to keep shining as a babyface? Yeah, I, I mean, the cream always rises to the top, and I think right now, Jay, you have to talk about Miz in those terms. And I think, honestly, that Miz is going to be somebody that's going to be challenging for a heavyweight championship sometimes too soon. I think he deserves it. And I honestly think this go-around, that Miz isn't going to get lost in the sauce when it comes to Monday Night Raw. And then uh, the other thing was you were talking about how, uh, you know, how Seth and AJ is a big, big thing. I I think you guys mentioned it before where – they they moved money in the bank. I don't remember where it used to be in the year, but uh, kind of compete with uh, AEW's pay per view. So I mean, maybe this is one of those things where they they won a big headlining match because uh, you know if you can't go on last, you go first. So start off the month of May with a big one. And and I don't know if they're thinking of that. I mean, like I said, I think in terms of the WWE because of the network, every pay per view is big for them. Think about like what we've been getting on pay per views the last couple of years. I mean, think about what we saw at TLC with, with Charlotte and Ronda. We're getting matches. We saw, I mean, on a regular pay-per-view, I guess you want to call it, we saw, you know, Cena challenging Roman Reigns. You know, you're getting matches that you would think are WrestleMania matches on one of the monthly pay-per-views. I think that shows you that WWE is dedicated to showing that each and every month you're going to get a match that's going to make you want to sign up and be a part of the WWE network, Mark. Yeah, and and why would you not tune in to the pay-per-views when you know, especially like Money in the Bank, there's going to be at least two ladder matches. At least two. And there might be more. And a lot of matches is kind of, it's like the lost thing in wrestling to me as from an excitement standpoint. I'm afraid of heights. As we know, we have, I have a lot of phobias. I don't like spiders. I don't like scary movies. And I don't like heights. But when I see somebody else do it, it's like, Oh my gosh, my breath is going away. I can't believe this guy is climbing up here to the top. Oh my God, there's somebody else climbing too at the same time. Oh my God, he threw it. He hit him. What? And and like this, the going back and forth. That is one of my favorite pay per views, along with Royal Rumble. Um, outside of WrestleMania, those two matches are the ones that really get me going. So I, I'm looking forward to Money in the Bank. Yeah, and like Royal Rumble, you know who's going to be challenging for the t- championship title at WrestleMania. When it comes to Money in the Bank, 
at any time, once we get past May 17th and that Money in the Bank pay-per-view, any time you could cash in that briefcase, Mark. So after every match, after every main event, you're going to be waiting to see if they're going to run down that entrance ramp and try to cash in. It could happen any time. So this is something that, hey, hell, if the it, it could happen on the pay-per-view itself. If the championship match between Seth and AJ is the last match, you might see that briefcase cashed in on the same show. You never know when that briefcase is going to be cashed in. Money in the Bank is a huge pay-per-view. And the fact that we're getting it only a, a month and a half after WrestleMania, that shows you there's not going to be a WrestleMania hangover this year. And, and, and what's, what's say one of the guys or girls gets hurt and you see somebody that's wounded and you go, you know what? I'm cashing it in right now. I know I can take them. I damn sure can take them hurt. So let me get out here. And, and that, that's, that's one of the exciting things about that whole money in the bank briefcase is you, you kind of lay in the weeds and wait. Yeah. <laughs> you wait on a weakness. And you take advantage of it, and you exploit it, and you cash it in, and you become champion. And that very likely can happen at the pay-per-view. And the success rate for cashing in is huge. So the money is, if you do win that Money in the Bank briefcase, when you cash it in, you're probably going to be a new world heavyweight champion. The Busted Open Podcast. We got a certain wrestler that scares the hell out of people, and that's Bray Wyatt. And, man, judging by social media, people hated it. But I got to tell you, Mark, I absolutely loved the Firefly Funhouse. You know what? There's a lot of potential to have a good time with that. And I I grew up watching Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and – you know, Pee Wee Herman and even Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Mr. Robinson. Guess what today's word is? <laughs> what is today's word? Mark, you want to share today's word with the busted today's open Today's word is extortion. <laughs> Do you know what extortion is? Well, I saw our next door neighbor, Mr. Pierce. And he was with a woman, and it was not Mrs. Pierce. <laughs> so I am going to go and ask Mr. Pierce for some money so I can pay for my bills. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. And that, boys and girls, is extortion. Oh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. <laughs> Would you be mine? Could, Could you, you be, be mine? mine? I've always wanted to live in a house like yours, my friend. Maybe when there's nobody home, I'll break in. It feels real good to walk streets again after being in jail doing seven to ten. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? I wish you was my neighbor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Mark, where the do you rabbit come up holes with this stuff? we go down. It, uh, it actually reminded me of a show that was on Comedy Central in the early 2000s called TV Funhouse. And I, I, it got canceled after one season. 
It was maybe the most hilarious show I've had ever seen. I can't even find clips of the show on YouTube. It was crazy, this show. It, it reminded me of what I saw last night. But you know what? I kind of I really liked what I saw because I thought it was funny. I thought it was creepy. Like it, it makes me want to tune into exactly what he's going to do next week. You can tell Bray Wyatt at any moment's going to snap. I even like the sound effects of the kids cheering and booing. Like I thought that was really well done. I, I deserve was, that. I deserve that. When he said when they started booing, he said I was bad, and I started laughing a little bit. And then they came in with the boo soundtrack. I I lost it, man. I thought it was entertaining as hell. And and it, and it was a little creepy. Like it was, it was like you know, it's it's kind of like surreal looking. Like there's Bray. Like I thought it was extremely well done. I was really surprised by the negative outpouring on social media. But I was saying this to Alex Metz before the show, Mark. I think a lot of it has to do with that. People want to be the first to tweet something out. So like ten seconds into that, they're already tweeting. Don't leave your you hands didn't even off. See it. Yeah, wait till you finished watching it, and even then. Give it a little time. That's something you have to kind of digest. Like, I mean. What, Dave, what did you think about him talking to the kids? And he was like, but kids, that guy is dead to me. And then he cut his head off with a chainsaw. Well, courtesy at WWE.com, let's listen in <laughs> to Firefly Funhouse and Bray Wyatt. Did you miss me? So, how I have missed you. But I knew that we would be back together again someday. I saw it in my dreams. This is the Firefly Funhouse. And my name is Bray Wyatt. Yowie wowie, we're gonna have so much fun here. This, this is my special place. And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Mercy, the buzzer. Hi, I'm Abby, the witch. You are going to love them. I used to be a very bad man. Okay, I deserve that. But trust me, I have been barbarically punished for all of my wrongdoings. And that part of me is dead now. However, I do keep a reminder so that not even in my weakest moments will I ever turn into that pathetic slob loser ever again. See? First of all, if you ever use the boing noise, I'm, 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 I'm hooked. You use that boing. Like, I'm hooked. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. And then you get the, excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> they did. They pulled it out. They did. They pulled it out. 
Go back to it. Play it again with the chainsaw. When you say, I, I, please go to it. Chris has got it. Chris, Kate Campbell. Campbell's got to cue that up. Yeah, he's got to cue it up. And, you know, I put the pressure on you, Chris. You did. You put the pressure on him a little bit. I loved, like, I loved the segment. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great, but I know I heard a... And, and you want to know something? That's uh, listening to it. I thought it was amazing. And then when you when you're actually watching it on Raw, I thought it was fantastic. I I, I love what we we heard from Bray Wyatt. And, it's and, a, it's, and why why would you criticize something that you don't know nothing about? We don't have enough information to know if we're gonna love it or hate it yet. And it's still Bray Wyatt, but it's a different take on Bray Wyatt. And you know, at some point, he's gonna crack. You could just tell from the things that he was saying he was doing. At some point he that at some point that poor monster is gonna crack. Here we go. Yeah, he whipped out. Yeah, he whipped out that chainsaw. Boing. Fantastic. Fantastic. And again, like I was intrigued. I'm interested. I actually can't wait. To see what happens next week, and, yeah, I, and, and who is it going to be with? That's that's the thing that 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 is going to be a deciding factor. They have to ve- be very careful of who they introduce to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you you can't just put him in there with anybody. Yeah, this has got this is you, now you start thinking of what the follow up is going to be. Who is he going to step in the ring with? How are they going to take this gimmick into the ring? Or is this just going to be vignettes for quite some time before you actually see him return and actually wrestle? And I don't care. Like I don't want to know. This is one of those things I can't. You know what? More than anything that I saw last night, that makes me want to tune into Monday Night Raw next week and find out what happens what's the follow-up and actually we're kind of killing the doll and 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 the box and what's in the box and everything all those characters now it all makes sense and i loved it they had the little tease going into last night and we're all like oh my god this is going to be terrible we were expecting the worst and i think we got the best out of that segment and you know what i want to hear from the nation because i think there's a few things what did you think of the segment where do you think of what they're doing with Bray Wyatt? And also what I said about social media, Mark, like, you know, when it comes to social media, do you want to be the first one to send out that tweet? So Damn before Twitter you- fingers. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Very curious about Ronda Rousey. And her possible return and her status with the WWE. And yesterday, via social media, Rhonda gave us an update on her status. As for WWE plans in the future, um, we want to have a baby first. I don't know what it's like to have a baby. I could look down at this beautiful child and be like, fuck everything. I don't care about anything else other than this baby. And... You'll never see me again, or you know, I could be. You'll you'll see her. Or I could be like my mom, who you know she she trained till she was eight months pregnant, and then won the U.S. Open six weeks after giving birth, which was unbelievable. I don't think I'm going to try and aspire to her level, but I'm just saying, you never know. The thing is, I don't want to make any promises about the future when I don't know the how I'm going to feel in the future. So, 
Uh, yeah, just thank you everybody for support. I've had the most amazing time this year. I am also looking forward to a little bit of a rest and um, some mommy daddy time. Mommy daddy time. <laughs> uh, obviously, they're outside. What are those ducks? And there are ducks. There are ducks nearby. Obviously, pretty loud. Quack. Quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. And obviously that was her husband who can't wait for mommy daddy time. Mommy dear God, you talk time. about you talk about that burger with the mac and cheese. I mean, he yeah. was, Travis mommy Brown daddy. was salivating thinking mommy about daddy. that mommy daddy. Damn. Oh yeah, uh, Travis Brown say his name twice. I'll knock you down. Um, so Rhonda, oh, it's gonna be some knocking down. <laughs> Come here, girl. I'm gonna knock you down. <laughs> Uh, oh, a, lot of, a lot of but licking you know, and sticking going time, on with the, with the Rousey family. <laughs> He's like, send these damn kids somewhere. Y'all go somewhere. Go play in the street. And can we get these ducks <laughs> out of yeah, here? Get these duck. damn ducks Rick, out come of here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shoo. Shoo. So, yes. So, it looks like, you know, Rhonda and Travis are going to have a little downtime, a little mommy-daddy time, and uh, they're going to make babies. And whether and Rhonda said it. She might look at that baby and say, you know what, this is the most important thing in my life. Nothing is ever going to be better than this. Um, whatever I did in the past is just that in the past. Or, you know, a year after having that baby, she might say, you know what, I'm itching to get back in the ring. The one she, thing she made very, very clear and I don't know if it was in that particular soundbite, but she mentioned it on her social media and on her website, RondaRousey.com, is that she absolutely loved this last year in her life. She loved being a WWE superstar. She had fun, and I think she was great. And the one thing that kind of bothers me, and Mark, you and I have talked about it, a lot of people hated on Ronda Rousey. I was a huge fan of Ronda Rousey, and I like to take the time, honestly, to thank Ronda Rousey and what she did for the WWE and what she did for pro wrestling. Because I mean this when I say, there is no women's historic main event at WrestleMania 35 if it's not for Ronda Rousey. For that, So for that match alone... And for her two matches at WrestleMania last year and this year, I thank Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think she did a great job. And I still don't think it's over. I look forward to what's going to happen in the future. Um, And you deserve that time. I mean, two years hard on the road is, you know, it's it's like five years on any other kind of job. I mean, it, it is very difficult. You miss a lot. She was fortunate enough to be able to have Travis around a lot. But uh, for the most part, that's usually not the way it is. And, um, you know, she's got ducks. She's got to go home and feed the ducks. Got to feed the ducks. You know, she's probably got chickens and peacocks. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to get out on the ranch and, you know, be and smell the fresh air. And uh, she's going to want that. And I, I can understand so for her year in the WWE, and, and we could really judge it from that first WrestleMania match to WrestleMania 35, a complete year, bookend by two WrestleManias. You know, like like I always say, Jim Cornette said, greatest debut in WWE history to start her in-ring career 
and then an historic main event at WrestleMania 35 at MetLife Stadium. Let's do the report card, Mark. Top hmm. to bottom, everything it, on the mic, in the ring, what she brought. What grade would you give Ronda Rousey for her year in the WWE? I would give Ronda uh, a B plus on the mic. Uh, give her a, a, a in wrestling, and from what she brought to the table, I would have to give her an A plus plus because she brought international acclaim and attention to the women's division which the women's division was already set. It was already nice. It was already entertaining. And it was becoming the most entertaining thing on the show, including all the guys. And then Ronda just brought light to that. She's the one that there are other people that open the door, set the table, cook the food. But Ronda said the prayer and let everybody eat. And, and you got to give her a lot of credit for that. So probably you would give her a solid A. I would, she would give you know that with the two with the the plus plus uh, that that would give her an A plus across the board. Okay, but I I I definitely give her an A, Mark, for what she gave uh, the two WrestleMania main events. Um, I, even on the microphone, like I you know a lot of people criticized her work on the microphone. I I actually thought she was exceptional. She brought reality. She brought emotion. You know, people are like, oh, she stuttered her words. So what? That's so, what you do when you're emotional. That's what angry. happens. And, uh, yes. So I, they, I I, cannot in good conscience give her a grade lower than than an A. She she got an A in my opinion. As a matter of fact, you, you may be right, Mark. You may have to give her an A+. If you look, who else has their in-ring debut at WrestleMania and shine? And there's only two matches coming out of WrestleMania 34, Mark, that you could say were the best match on the show. It's either that tag match that Ronda was involved in or it was Asuka and Charlotte. Those are your two matches. And again, I say it, I don't care what anybody says. And this is not a knock on Becky, and this is not a knock on Charlotte. But Becky and Charlotte at, at WrestleMania is not the main event at WrestleMania 35. The reason that match was the main event was because it involved Ronda Rousey. And I'll take it a step further. Becky Lynch is not Becky Lynch without Ronda Rousey. She really stepped up her game because she was who she was going up against. What we were always talking about on this show, Becky Lynch on social media. Who is she going after on social media? She was going after Ronda Rousey. And you look at Charlotte and what she was able to do in the ring, I think she stepped up her game because of Ronda Rousey. Listen, you can't go wrong but it, but anybody that criticizes the year that Ronda Rousey had, they must be blind. Because I can't think of a superstar having a better rookie season. And if her career is over, and it stems from the bookends of those WrestleManias, WrestleMania in 34 and WrestleMania 35, just being a year in the WWE ring is good enough for me. I want her back. I hope she comes back. But if she doesn't come back... Man, I, I thank her for what she gave to this business, Mark. You know what? And and, and there's for all the women that are, um, that that were unhappy about Ronda coming and taking the light. You've got a year, minimum. You got a year to take over the spot that she left behind. 
So I don't want to see anybody complaining. I don't want to see anybody upset. I want to see people busting their ass to take that spot. Let's see who's going to rise to the top and take the spot while she's gone. And I have a few names in mind that I know for a fact that are hungry and want to be in that spot. And at the top of that list is Oscar. Oscar deserves to be in that spot. She's worked her ass off to get to the top. And with a vacancy, there's nobody else other than the, the three women that are that were already in that spot, which was Rhonda, Becky, and Charlotte. Oscar should fill that spot. And then Sasha and Naya Bailey, um, the goddess is back. I mean, we, we have a list, a long list, but Oscar's is, is my favorite. Yeah, and you know what? I'm sure there were women that complained in the locker room about Ronda Rousey, but from, there's nothing to complain about th- now. There really, there was, there's nothing to complain about now for sure. But I don't think there was ever anything to complain about Mark because from everything that we heard, we had Mickey James in studio the week before WrestleMania, and she said, "You know what? She shared the locker room with the other women. She could have had her own locker room, but she didn't want that. She wanted to be with the other wrestlers. This was not a Brock Lesnar situation that we saw." here mark she wanted to be amongst everybody else she wanted to be a part of the team and she could she didn't have to be she wanted to be so for all the people that are critical and criticizing ronda and saying you know what you know ronda wanted special treatment no she didn't want special treatment she got opportunities based on what she was able to do with her career outside of wwe but you know what she did she took advantage of those opportunities and she hit a home run she could have failed she could have said, you know, I don't I don't want to work live events. I don't want to be on TV every week. I want my own locker room. She didn't do that. Brock did it. Ronda didn't do that, Mark. So I think she should be credited for the year that she has had. Yeah, I only want yellow M&Ms. Yes. And I like sparkling drinks. And I would really like to have a masseuse come in and give me a rub down before my matches. She could have demanded a bunch of stuff, and she never did the prima donna thing. She is an athlete's athlete. Um, I, I always remember Ice and Advil, bitch. Yep. Like tough as nails, no frills. Like she wore regular athletic apparel. She didn't have sparkly, bedazzled gear. Like she was a tough, tough woman. And uh, I think that. Anybody that looked at it like she was garnering all the attention, hey, she's not there now. You got at least 10 months, maybe maybe a solid year to go in and do exactly what you think should have been done. So I'm waiting to see who that person is going to be. And Mark, that's a great that's that's a great point by you. All right, we we graded Ronda. You know, we praised Ronda for the year that she was in the WWE, but now she's leaving a huge void. Now now there's a big void where Ronda used to be. 
Now, all the wrestlers, and I'm not saying all of these complained, but those who bitched and complained now have the opportunity to fill that void. Those are big shoes to fill. Well, you know what? If you're the everyday wrestler, if you're there week in and week out, and you feel you deserve that championship, then you should be salivating at the opportunity. Now's your opportunity to fill those shoes. Now's your opportunity to fill that void. Like you mentioned, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, you know, Bailey, Asuka. Hey, you know what? Charlotte and Becky don't have to do it. They're now a part of that. They're on that upper echelon. They're on that platform. They were in that historic main event at WrestleMania 35. Now, all those other women that kind of fell down the ladder, now's your opportunity to climb back and take that championship title if you feel you deserve it. And, you know, like Carmella was like really, really over. And it it all stemmed from money in the bank. So... Uh, we're coming up on the pay-per-view that very likely could dictate who's going to be in line for a title. That's right. So stop talking and let's get after it. You're right. This is the first signal of that is Money in the Bank. That's coming up in the middle of May. And whoever wins that Money in the Bank briefcase again is going to think is going to be somebody that's going to be having that opportunity. And Mark, let me ask you one final question before we move on and we go out to the busted open nation. In your heart of hearts, do you think Ronda Rousey will be back? I do. I do think she'll be back. And um, the primary thing that makes me think that is what Travis said right at the end of that interview. She'll be back. And if dad's, going to be able to say, you know what, I got the baby, go to work, then there's no pre- no reason for her not to. And, you know, <clears throat> thinking about the future, uh, I'm, I'm leaving here in Kansas City and I'm going to Orlando to the camp this week, and I get a chance to see the future brewing. And... Um, I've got a few athletes down there that's going to be going through the training camp. And I get to see Bianca Blair perform on Thursday at NXT. And why not Bianca Blair? You know, why not Shayna Baszler? Like, those are two unbelievable talents down there that, you know, hopefully we'll get to see them come up the first chance they get. But I can see both of those ladies in the picture. So um, there, there's a lot to be desired, and I think that we got the talent to do it. It's just a matter of the people uh, having to drive, the talent having to drive, and uh, I want to, and to get up there and get it done. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.